Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. And I'm in my dweller era, Opal. Uh, I love to dwell. We're loving dwelling. I love to dwell, especially under the ground, because this week we watched Chud. Cannibalistic. Humanoid. Humanoid. Underground. underground Dwellers. That's us. No, that was what you said. (laughs) Cannabinoid. I think I said cannibaloid. (laughs) Cannabinoid is... uh, That's funny. (laughs) That's funny as well. That's pretty funny. Uh, Anyway, this is the 1984 film uh, directed by Douglas Cheek, starring John Hurd, Daniel Stern, and Christopher Curry. But first, Opal... We gotta talk about all the dang movies we watched this week. We watched week. a lot of movies this week, is the thing. This might be the most, like, jam-packed uh, uh, movie watch segment we've ever done. Yeah, because it's technically been over a week since we last recorded. That's true. So let's start. We took, uh, last weekend, we took a little trip to visit some friends. Friends of the podcast. Friends of the podcast. I think we can say that. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, that was after recording our uh, uh, previous episode. Yeah. Uh, and we watched some movies with them. Uh, we uh, rewatched for us uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah. They wanted episode. to watch it on our recommendation, and it was a great time. It was a great obviously. time. Yeah. Uh, everyone, big fans of that one, it seemed like. Yeah, great choice. Yeah. But um, then. <laughs> but then. We decided to watch another one. Uh, yeah, we watched Dracula's Dog. We happened upon this. By chance, basically. This was just, like, on some streaming service we were on. Um, This is the 1977 Albert Band uh, movie. um, Starring Michael Pataki as Mike Dracula. Yeah, his name is (laughs) Mike Dracula. Um... (laughs) It was... We lost our damn mind when they started uh, saying Mike Dracula, Mike Dracula in that movie. They keep saying a Dracula because they mean like <laughs> somebody in the family of, of the Dracula, Dracula. So a Dracula. A but Dracula. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, That that's one where... Um, we haven't even talked about the dogs. It's about the dogs. Yeah, it's about the dogs. It's about they unearth a, a Dracula's, a Dracula's dog. dog. And he he goes and uh, he he does some Dracula shit. He kind of does some Dracula stuff. That movie is just full of screaming dog noises. It's it's an auditory nightmare. <laughs> it is. There's like one sequence where like ten dogs are trying to break <laughs> into a house and just barking constantly. And it goes on for like 10 minutes of yeah, just... Yeah, it plays the same sound effects over and over again. <laughs> just looping dog barking. Man. But you, you know what? I found it to be a rewarding experience in a group setting. I agree. Yeah, good good movie to just throw on with your friends uh, yeah. and have a good time. It's bad, though. <laughs> That's right. Uh, speaking of movies that are great old time... Oh, this is, the, this is our movie of the week. This is my movie probably... E- of the year. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, we watched uh, Dead Alive or uh, Brain Dead, Peter Jackson's first. Uh, I am film. shocked I have not seen this before. This movie fucks. This it mo- fucking rocks. This movie fucking owns. Um, it's got a bunch Anything of weird you would bullshit ever want. in it. It's got. It's got. I'll just say, the effects are incredible. They are incredible. And the tone is just... It's hilarious. It's a really funny movie. It's really, really like there, funny. There is a part of the movie in there. I almost started crying laughing. Yeah. Um, 
specifically, I think, like, we both found the baby very funny. Yeah, well, <laughs> spoiler alert, there is a baby zombie. A zombie baby. It, you won't believe what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> There's every kind of zombie in that movie. Um, we got mom zombies, mombies, we got priest zombies... Oh, we got to talk about I Kick Ass for the Lord. I Kick Ass for the Lord. It's very New Zealand. <sighs> it's ex- it's like the most New Zealand movie because of all time. Because it's Peter Jackson, but yeah. it is so fun. If you, It is the goriest movie ever. <laughs> yeah. There is Viscera just like tacked onto every four corners of the room in that movie they, yeah they cover the uh floor to ceiling in in blood and guts if you're into that go watch it immediately trust me on this yeah it, th- there's some weird stuff in it for sure it's but so weird but i am so into it I, I had a great time amazing movie yeah um next up we watched the joe dante uh 80s horror comedy the burbs we had a week in horror comedy pretty much yeah uh yeah this one is uh the joe dante 1980s uh suburbs uh movie um with uh tom hanks yeah he is the most special part of that movie young tom hanks is just really really fun i think he makes that movie for me obviously he's so funny in it yeah i think without him it would not be nearly as good yeah, he brings a like a ton of charm to that movie that it I think it kinda needs. It was it was fine. Like it yeah, was pretty it was, good. It was like, good. Yeah. Um but I, I do think a lot of it is just the Tom Hanks performance is really It's no gremlins for me and like I feel like every movie we saw this week has the the misfortune of being stacked against brain dead. For <laughs> yeah. for funniness. Definitely, yeah. Um and then we watched some more movies. We watched The Stuff. Uh, yes, we watched The Stuff. Um, that movie isn't good. No, I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but it's entertaining. It's entertaining. Uh, there were definitely, like, some jaw-dropping what-the-fuck moments in it. It's got some stuff in it. The Stuff, you could say. It's got some The Stuff in it. Uh. Including, like, some really catchy, like, commercial jingles. You'll never, ever, never the staff. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, uh, it, it won't leave my brain. Just there, like there's the stuff. a there's a little shit eating kid actor that I want to destroy. He's in that the movie. worst part of the movie. I don't know why he's there. It's it's tough when it's a bad movie. I don't really want to have a terrible child actor in it. But I kind of like I I kind of like their choice of main character and the guy they got to play him. Yeah, he's fun. Uh, I think he's fun. He's fun. It is kind of funny to have, like, one of the worst people in the world be, like, the hero. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, I kind of dig that, though. Yeah, it gives it this, like, interesting charm, for sure. Uh, re- reasonable movie. I think the effects are fun as well. The effects are pretty cool. I do want to, like, touch the stuff. I want to eat it. It made me want marshmallow fluff so bad. Because that's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then we also watched some movies uh, on our own time. Yeah, we watched some independent movies because we had some independent time to watch movies. Yeah. Uh, I've, you go first. Yeah, so I've been watching movies on my lunch break at work. Yeah. Uh, and I started with Highlander. 
Yeah. Uh, a movie that, like, I'm pretty sure I've seen before, but has fallen mostly out of my brain over the years. Uh, Islander rules. Uh, it's stupid. I don't really um, have any feelings about it. It's really slow and boring in the middle, I think, which is kind of a problem. But uh, it just has a ton of charm to it. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and then I watched uh, a bad movie, uh, Highlander 2. Yeah, I have not seen Highlander 2, but the thing I do know about Highlander 2 is it is infamously one of the worst movies ever made. So it's a movie that um, had a really tough production process and like throws out all of the like interesting... There's like multiple pieces of lore that are just like contradicted with no explanation from the first one. Sure. And not like a, it's not that I'm invested in the Highlander lore, but like when you make a sequel and you like use words, like proper nouns from the first movie and say them like they're supposed to mean something, but they mean something completely different in the second movie. It's like, what's going on here? So it's like Dianetics. Sure. <laughs> it's just, um, it's, it was not good. It was not even fun. Um, it's really slow. Uh, there's, like, some gags or whatever. Like, I love Michael Ironside being stupid, but, like, there's not enough of it. I need, he, he's, like, barely in the first, like, half of the movie. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Highlander 2. Uh, and then I watched, I decided I was gonna watch something completely different. Now for something completely different. Uh, yeah, I watched The Taking of Pelham 123, the 1974 yeah, uh, crime a good movie. movie. That movie rules. I feel like, you know, if you like crime movies, just go watch it. It's, yeah. Movies from the 70s are just great. You could just make a, a dope, like, little story like this with, like, some good actors like Robert Shaw and Walter Matthau are in it. They're both great. Uh, yeah. Totally just... I don't really have anything substantive to say about it other than, like... It is really funny how it depicts, like, 1970s New York, I guess. Right, right. Uh, and it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to watch that as well. Yeah, I, I'll, I I'll watch it. that with you anytime, because yeah. that movie is just, like, uh, uh, it goes down real smooth, I think. Nice. So. And then you watched a movie. Yeah, I decided to watch something a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah, in your alone time, you're like... Yeah, when I'm alone, I... I seek out tragedy. Um, yeah, <laughs> you did that. I I decided to watch the Taiwanese movie from 2021, The Sadness, mm -hmm. which... Tell me about that movie, because you, you haven't talked to me about it yet. No, I haven't really talked to you about it, but it is... It's not exactly a zombie movie. It is definitely a post-pandemic movie, though. Mm. It is... About this virus that makes people commit atrocities, basically. Oh, okay. It's really, really gory. I think the gore is really nice. But also it's a little bit too edgy for its own good. Mm. I'm a little bit surprised by how acclaimed that movie was when it came out because of the way it is. Interesting. Okay. Like, like I... I digested it just fine, but it's not something you can recommend to basically anybody. Well, you like a you like an edgy movie. You are like sometimes it depends. You you are like a, a a big enjoyer of like martyrs, for example. Well, that's a little bit different. Sure, I'm talking about a lot of like 
violence against women, like, very contrived. Like, this is part of the plot that violence against women needs to happen. Like, that's a big thing. I guess that's true about murders, too, I was just gonna say, like, (laughs) have you said... Oops! Anyway, um... No, yeah, I I see what you're saying. I think uh, it sounds like you enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I I think I enjoyed it, but I'm kind of mid on it. Sure, sure. I think it's another movie that has the misfortune of being next to Dead because (laughs) that is also a very, very good gory movie. Yeah, I can see that for sure. So, gore effects really good. Plot, I don't know. Yeah, this. It's it's, uh, perpetually post-pandemic. All right. If you, I guess if you like that kind of movie, give it a shot. Do people like that kind of movie? Are well, people really into the post-pandemic movies? Well, no, but the kind of, like, edgy sort of horror movie. Yeah, I, I guess it's on Shudder. I guess read the synopsis, and that's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you want to get into that, get into it. All right. Well, um... Let's talk about Chud. Yeah, let's... Let's talk about cannibalistic think... un- humanoid underground dwellers. Let's do that. If I can get the name out. <laughs> yeah, it's quite the mouthful. Yeah. Um So, Chud. Um, it's an interesting movie. Uh, <laughs> I think, like, there's not, like, a ton of um, sort of background to it. Like, director Douglas Cheek is mostly, like, an editor. Um, and the writer, Parnell Hall, is a mystery novelist? Yeah. Uh, I looked it up. He does, like, detective crime fiction. I mean, that's kind of what this movie wants to be, though. It absolutely is. Like, there is a cop at the center of this movie, and a, and he is living, like, There's his... a lot of crime investigative drama happening. More yeah. than chudding is happening. There's, like, very little... Like, Chud, I think, has this um, kind of uh, accepted history about it, where it's, like, this creature feature... And it really isn't. like The chuds don't really start chudding until like an hour in. You get like a little sp- uh, sprinkling of them here and there, but the, they don't go off the, until like, like most of the movie is done. Most of the story is about the interpersonal drama with the characters, which I think is served by the cast being pretty good. It's interesting, right? Because um, like... It's kind of an ensemble cast, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you've got um, John Hurd and Daniel Stern, who would reunite for Home Alone. Yeah, this is the beginning of Home Alone happening. Yeah, uh, although, are they ever on screen together in Home Alone? No. I don't think so. No, the dad and the criminals are, like, never Never in the same space, Well, at least Daniel Stern. Yeah. Uh, So, that was kind of interesting. Um... I did really enjoy Christopher Curry as uh, Bosch. Yeah, we Captain only Bosch. we only know his name because they say it almost forty times. I kept count. Yeah, yeah, you did. This is Captain Bosch. This is Bosch. Got your orders, Bosch. Hey, Bosch. Not bad, Bosch. Bosch, what are you doing here? Save it, Bosch. Bosch. Hey, Bosch. Get it, Bosch. Bosch. Still doesn't wash, Bosch. Bosch. Um, it it was um. I think he did a decent job though. He's fine. Uh, he's fine. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, this movie, like... He has to bring a lot of energy, like, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He does have to do that. This movie is just, like, about New York in a way that really came through on this viewing. Like... Oh, yeah. Um, it... I, We'll get into it as the scenes are described, but it's kind of, like, shockingly earnest yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, um, personable in a way towards, like, the characters and, like, the 
the underground society that they're talking about. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have, like, his, like, when it came out, it was obviously, like, just kind of uh, a flash in the pan. Like, not really, yeah. like... Critically much... panned. Yeah. Um, People didn't think much about it. One of those movies where, like, yeah, it, it had got a following on home video years later. But, like, uh, it's, it's a little bit influential for sure. Like, I don't know if we get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles without Chud. Interesting. They kind of they kind of look like them a little bit <laughs> with their big ass heads. I mean, I I I am uh, a little bit of a turtle head, so yeah, I see that. I see the shell like on your face. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you, I will. You got a little beak. I guess I'll thank uh, Ch- uh, Chud for that. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Chud. We also might not get this <clears throat> from Jordan Peele. That's true. Because you can definitely. If you see both these movies, you can see the DNA in there. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that in the opening scene of that movie, on the shelf, there's Chud. Like, it's it's calling direct attention to it in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Like, uh, it is about the the people living under the ground and how that's a literal kind that's of... Like, uh, that's a big conspiracy, like a government thing. Well, and how that that is kind of like a literalization of the, the kind of metaphorical relationship that people have to power and society, right? You have the underclass who are literally yeah. living underneath everyone else, Yeah, both right? movies very much about class also. Yeah. Um, so... Um, you know, it's got some thematic content in there, and maybe like some. It, I think it plays maybe higher brow than it really is. Yeah, um, I I think the exact same thing because there's a lot that you can get behind, but then the chuds show up. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Uh, so I I guess I guess with that preamble out of the way, let's let's just get into the yeah. the fucking movie. I also found out that it has a one of the same special effects people. From an earlier movie we already talked about. Ooh. Uh, Ed French did the stuff. Oh, hey. Yeah. Well, there you go. We did. That's two Ed it's French movies. It's all connected. He did a better job in the stuff. Yeah, I think he did most of the, the like, wound effects in this movie. Okay. Which I think are really, really good. I'll say those are good. I think the actual, like... The creature stuff is we'll, not as solid. We'll get to it when we get yeah. to it. It's um, a choice. They're, they're working with limited parts. <laughs> Alright. Uh, yeah, so we open on a lady walking her dog past a manhole cover. This is Daniel Stern's wife. In real life, in yes. In real life. It's confusing because uh, she's... In the movie, she is someone else's <laughs> she's wife. somebody else's wife. But, but in real life... She is... is married to Daniel Stern. Yes, That's exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so she's uh, doing that when a creature reaches out uh, and grabs her by the ankle and drags her down into the uh, sewers. The little puppy dog and, is not spared. And we get, uh, in big block letters, Chud, Chud. across the screen. Um... And the next morning, the street sweeper is cleaning up, uh, kind of going on under the opening credits. Have you ever seen a street street sweeper in daylight before? Yeah, I have. In it seems California. a little alien. It, it's definitely the so this scene it, they're like showing you like fully graffitied up New York City. Yeah, we're There's... talking about eighties New York City, so they're like, look how much garbage <laughs> there is, but you know. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's homeless people. It's definitely like trying to show you that like um, New York is like a is like a filthy, disgusting place. <laughs> well, 
I mean, I think it has thoughts about why it is that way, right? Yes. Like, yes. it is not, like, it is not trying to, I think, judge these people. No, um, I would say it is taking the opposite stance. Yeah, absolutely. But also um, that is kind of the reality of New York in that time period. I, I think it's very interested in depicting that yeah. on screen. I think this movie is, like, when I say this is, like, a very New York movie, like, this is this is lovingly rendering the piss-smelling streets of New York. <laughs> yeah, you can tell... It is summer and it is hot. Yeah. Um, and we are introduced to uh, George Cooper, who's the photographer, uh, played by John Hurd. Um, he is getting calls about sending in some pictures of homeless people who are living underground. He looks like his sleeves have been taken by the street sweeper. Every outfit this man wears in this movie it's is just strange. odd. It's just ill-fitting and odd. Also, you're gonna notice really fast, everyone is really wet. <laughs> yes. Everyone, John Hurd is wet. Everyone is Christopher fucking... Curry is wet. Everyone Daniel is dripping. Stern is very fucking wet. <laughs> and dirty. A bunch of people have just like soot and grime covering their yeah, faces. Yeah, Daniel in this Stern movie. has a, a a smell to him through, through the screen. Oh right yeah, there. you you can yeah, it is a uh, uh, transmittable. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, he's got, like, this newspaper story going on. He has, like, this put-upon New York newspaper writer who's calling him, trying to get him on the phone. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill myself if you don't send me those pictures right now. (laughs) Um, He's also uh, arguing with his model girlfriend, Lauren, because she wants to do a sexy photo shoot. He doesn't like it. Yeah, he is also part of the photo shoot. That's right. He's so gonna be the photographer. So this isn't going to be fraught or weird at all. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that scene when we get to it. Um, they have this weird, like New York City apartment that I assume just doesn't exist anymore. Where like they have a shared basement with like the other units and like this multi-family like house situation. It's strange because they also have like a weird hatch to it yeah. later on that she goes through. I don't know how that works. Yeah, it, it's just kind of a weird uh, situation. Um, uh, yeah, just the the kind of thing that like probably doesn't exist in New York anymore. It's probably been like subdivided or just like torn down and rebuilt. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't say. Yeah. Um, and next we see uh, a lady walking past a mound of cardboard boxes, uh, and she gets spooked when they kind of writhe around. And there's like a bloody hole in them. Yeah, they like explode into blood, and it's like, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I still don't know. And now it's time to get introduced to Captain Bosch of the NYPD. Uh, <laughs> you, you know this is a name because everyone's going, Bosch, 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 Bosch. <laughs> Look, Bosch. He'd be on Flora Bosch. Are you crazy, Bosch? Hey, Bosch. Captain Bosch. 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 You're an idiot, Bosch. Uh, uh, we're introduced to him um, browbeating his subordinate into filing a potential homicide under a uh, missing person so that he doesn't this have movie, to deal with it. This movie, it takes the view of, like, a detective, but it does not make the police <laughs> look good in any no, way. No, not one fucking bit. It is struggling to get them to do their job. Yeah, um... He seems like he's, like, this very put-upon uh, police officer. He, like, calls the chief, who's, like, pressuring him not to do anything about various problems in his district because he's getting political pressure to do that. Um, just, you know, city shit. Yeah. This is when you get the idea that maybe 
the chuds might not be the point of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, we're going to get into it, but it is a lot about the government. And the chuds are more of like a, an accident. <laughs> Just like the a chuds byproduct. chuds are a, a background prop. Yeah. Um, uh, a local beat reporter tries to get uh, some information out of uh, Bosch, but he's like, I'm not going to talk to you. I've got work to do. I've got real cop shit to do. Uh, which means he's going to interrogate uh, a homeless woman who tried to steal a cop's gun. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, right off the bat, like, how are you... What are, What's, like, the vibes of this movie for you at this point? Where are the chuds? <laughs> because it's it's, like... You get the feeling, right? Because everyone's talking about the homelessness stuff. They've shown the homeless people. It's like you've got the you've got the cops that are like oh, investigating. Oh, you know right away. This movie is saying stuff. There's like missing people that are getting, or you know, who are potentially going to be like a, a filed under homicide, get moved to missing persons so that they can be ignored. You've got um, even even just stuff like the the reporter who's like breathing down the photographer's neck for he needs his goddamn photos or he's gonna fucking kill himself like that is its own also like commentary on kind of kind of that sort of culture right so at the same time show me a fucking creature I know, please they, there is none of them in this movie. Uh, George and Lauren argue on set of the of the photo shoot about how she's selling her body to be a model. Um, this is bad. This, this is, is some breakup dire. material. This is calling security on your boyfriend material. This man is fully yelling within earshot of everyone on the set about how he doesn't... This is how you get your girlfriend to not have a job ever again. Yeah, this is how you lose her this job. Um... And, like, ruin her career because you're a fucking weirdo. Shit's bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the movie maybe wants you to think that he has some kind of moralizing position here. But he just comes off as a total creep to me. Because there, there are parts where you're supposed to empathize with him. But also, this is, like, a bad boyfriend argument that you have with a bad boyfriend that you tell your friend about and they're like, leave. Break up with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, he checks his messages because there's just like a phone on set where he can do that. Uh, and the uh, homeless lady has called him uh, from the police station to bail to bail her out. Yeah, because um, he's buddy buddy with the the homeless population. Yeah, those are the people that he's um, photographing for this this uh, newspaper story. Um, uh, back at the station, Bosch gets a weird uh, missing persons report request from AJ Shepard. Uh, we meet AJ, uh, played by Daniel Stern. He's running a soup kitchen. He looks very wet. He's got sweat stains everywhere. Everywhere you can imagine. This man is dripping. He is dripping. <laughs> Literally, I think people are dripping later. Um, Bosch comes in to ask about the missing persons report. Um, and AJ tells him that the homeless people that live underground have been disappearing. Uh, they haven't been coming into the soup kitchen, and they've been missing for weeks. Um, Bosch tries to question, like a former undergrounder, who says something about creatures and brandishes a knife uh, at Bosch. He has a big-ass knife. Uh, and AJ says, oh, all the homeless people are looking for weapons these days. All the undergrounders. I mean, 
maybe they, just, they should be armed anyway. You know what I'm saying? For their safety. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, this is like a weird scene for sure because like you've got the the homeless guy who's giving the like movie version of like the crazy guy babble but a like bit. the movie wants you to believe that like no he saw a real thing and this is just him like this is how he knows how to communicate it to people yeah i think for the most part it is empathetic towards all the homeless characters yeah but at the same time they're not really people not not as much as characters as you would want to be yeah um so it's it's got a, it's walking a weird line there yeah um uh, George comes to pick up uh, the homeless lady, Mrs. M, uh, from the police station. And when they leave, they're tailed by a cop. Um, he's like, hey, wh- <laughs> why are you getting yourself arrested for trying to steal a cop's gun? She's like, well, my friend says he needs a gun. Uh, do you have a gun or any bandages? Uh, and he's like, um, no. Uh, so they head into the underground tunnels connected off of the subway. Uh... And I like this little scene here because the cop tailing them gets to, like, the weird tunnel off of the subway and is like, nope, nope, <laughs> not doing that. He, like, marks off a little thing on his notepad like, oh, I lost him. Yeah, he goes through so many tunnels. Yeah. He's exceptionally wet in this scene, I noticed. Yeah. Th- I think it's actually hot for real. Like, I don't know if they're actually filming in New York, but... It, it seems looks like it. Miserable. Yeah. This is not makeup. They they're yeah, they're like in the sewers and they're like going through like weird little tunnels and stuff and like crawling around on their knees yeah. and just like ugh. <laughs> um and there are other like homeless people who are kind of around but they all seem like on edge um and it's one of those things where like you can't tell if this is like oh yeah, it sucks to be a homeless person in New York or is like something else going on here? Like is this exceptional or not? How about both? Well, uh, Mrs. M takes George to a wounded man, uh, Victor, who wants a gun to shoot, quote, the ugly fuckers that come around here. That could just be a guy. Uh, and we see Victor's wound, and it's fucking... It's crazy. Gnarly. Yeah. It's um, a little bit wormy. They say later that, like, something took a bite out of his leg, and, like... This happens in movies all the time, where they want to tell you that some crazy, gory wound is, like, obviously a bite wound. <laughs> and I'm like, have you looked at that? It's, is that what a bite wound looks it's like? It's a little bit of a reach, but it's it's around chud size, I think. <laughs> sure. Uh, Bosch and AJ have a chat. Uh, we find out that other people, uh, quote unquote, real people uh, in the neighborhood are also going missing, including Bosch's wife, uh, who's the woman in the intro. Uh, and AJ agrees to give Bosch some information. Uh, then he rolls a joint. <laughs> he rolls a joint in front of him, which firmly cements this guy as the best he character. He fucking rules, and he's like, hey, what's going on with the EPA probe in the sewers? And Bosch is like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, they send in people from the EPA every year, and usually it takes about a month, but they've been in there for, like, months and months and months, and it's still going on. Yeah, we're talking about, like, nuclear, like, contracting and things like that, and it's like, Where? Are the fucking chuds. <laughs> uh, so AJ shows Bosch the entrance to the underground system. 
and tells him, hey, you know, I called the EPA and they lied to me about the probe. They said it was over, but it's still going. And then I found some nuclear testing equipment down in the sewers. And when I called the government about that, they were like, give me the runaround. Like, oh, there's no way you could have found anything down there. Uh, so, of course, they have to then find a Geiger counter, which starts beeping erratically. Yeah, they, they, I was wondering how hard it is to actually operate a Geiger counter. Like, can you just turn it on and, like, read it immediately like that? Or do you need to take, like, a class? I love the, like, 80s tech that is in this movie. Like, the Geiger counter looks, like, so chunky. Like, it has, wanna... like, a little wand yeah. attached to it. Yeah, and it has, like, these real chunky, like, buttons that I just yeah. want to push, like, really badly. Like, what are those other buttons for? Do you just turn it on? Do you have to tune it? What's going on? I want to know. I want to know. Um... Uh, anyway, the, the, they hear a roar in the distance. Uh, I hear the movie. <laughs> the movie, it's not started yet. <laughs> Uh, and George returns home to uh, to Lauren, who tells him she's pregnant. Uh, and she's unsure if she wants to have an abortion or not because of her modeling career. Um, George, to his credit, says it's her decision. He supports her either way. Uh, and they decide uh, they're going to go along with it. Yeah, I really, I actually really like the conversation that they have here. This conversation is like a good relationship conversation in a way that like doesn't, mesh with the conversations they had before at yeah, all. Yeah, this is the point where you start to realize, oh, this movie kind of has, like, it's hard in the right place. Yeah, like... This movie, like, has a little bit of soul to it. Well, and I think they want to endear, like, George to you a little bit here. because He been, needs it. He's been a fucking asshole yeah. up to this point. Um, uh, and uh, poor fucking Derek at the newspaper is going goddamn crazy about getting his picture still. I know. I was saying that you could just go do your job. Like, she'll still be pregnant when you get back. <laughs> uh, we see a grandfather and child stop at a payphone, uh, and the grandfather is attacked and taken away by a creature with glowing eyes. We finally see a child. Yeah, for like one second. Yeah. <laughs> we see its face, and it has like... There's this very weird, like, orbular head. It's the heads are a little too big. <laughs> uh, and yeah, the but weird you, glowing eyes. You finally eyes. see the design, but you're not gonna see a full one all at the same time. Not for quite a while. Well, they didn't have a full suit. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh... You'll notice a lot of focus is on the head and the hands. Yeah. Those are the parts that they have. Yeah, it's pretty limited. Uh, uh, the next day when Bosch gets uh, the report from the little girl uh, he mobilizes the police force and he's like alright we're gonna take it fucking seriously they say, the other cops are terrible they start laughing at this little girl whose grandpa got got yeah they're like oh a monster got, she got him a, and it's like, she's a monster well okay uh, it's a little girl who's missing and alone in New York City. And she saw her grandpa disappear somehow. Yeah, so who cares about the monster part? Um, But yeah, this is like Bosch's big, like, I'm gonna save the day turn, where he's like, okay, he's gonna put cops on every street corner, uh, and he's gonna go talk to AJ, and they're gonna investigate. Yeah, these, by the way, they kind of like know each other. I don't know how they know each other, but they're kind of like... 
a fun little team. Yeah, they're it's like a little bit of a buddy cop movie going on. They're they're buddies. Where like AJ is like the guy who doesn't care about the system, man, and Bosch is like the police captain, and they're like this this goofy duo. They're they like need the a odd sitcom. couple. They, oh, can you imagine like Bosch and AJ right the sitcom? AJ and Bosch. <laughs> Uh, anyway, they break into George's apartment to uh, gather the photo evidence that they know he has. Because... This is going in the sitcom because he's like, "We gotta <laughs> get in there!" And then he whips out, a, then AJ whips out a knife, and he's like, he just jimmies the door open. He's like, "That's breaking and entering." Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> AJ and Bud. <laughs> um. Yeah. So they uh, go downtown, and it's time for them to meet up with some fucking government. Big wigs. Oh, I hope you're ready for this meeting and I, you're not wondering where Chuck's are. <laughs> I hope you're not going, where are the monsters? <laughs> Why are we in a government bureaucracy <laughs> drama right now? We are. Um, Bosch says he can't ignore the disappearances and murders anymore. Uh, and they present the evidence they got from the sewers. Uh, and then eventually when the guys are like, we don't give a shit, they just uh, showed... Uh, George's photos of Victor's mangled leg. Yeah, AJ starts getting indignant and he's like, that's not the truth, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell the media, bro. Yeah, he threatens he's going to go to the newspaper. That seems um, to get them talking, though, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, George and Lauren are having a picnic talking about where are we going to raise our kid, in the city or in the suburbs? I'm telling you, for most of the movie, they're in a different movie. They, they are... Especially every scene that Lauren is in. Lauren especially. <laughs> she is living in her own little bubble. Um, George gets appro- approached by Murphy, the city reporter from earlier, who's like, hey, did you know the cops are tailing you? Um, yeah, this guy kind of comes out of nowhere like, hey, I'm a character. Hey, now. I'm in this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, back in the meeting, the bigwigs say that there's radioactive material uh, underground <laughs> in the city that... They want to move out, but, oh, we, we couldn't get approval from the city yet, so we're waiting for the court case so that we can get rid of the material. We're, we're totally handling it. We're just twiddling our thumbs waiting on the paperwork, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, Murphy tells George about the NRC, the, like, nuclear whatever committee people, and he's like, hey, you know, you should totally help me with the story, but George is like, no, I'm not, like, I'm not trying to be, like, a part of it. I'm just a photographer, man. It's not about being famous for me. I'm trying to have a baby, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to have a baby, bro. <laughs> um, AJ uh, is fully, like, shouting down the bigwigs at the meeting, but they stonewall him, and he storms out. He starts throwing shit at him. I'm like, yes! <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes! <laughs> He's great. Daniel Stern giving this, like, fuck you to the man speech to these I guys know. is so good. He is he is the iconic performance of the movie for me. Like this is why, like you're saying, like where are the monsters? Why do I have to watch these scenes? But like these scenes are some of the most compelling stuff. They in the are absolutely. Movie. It's a different movie <laughs> than what happens later. But they called it Judd. That's right. Uh, speaking of, Bosch reaches over and picks up a knocked over file of the NRC chief uh, Wilson's. Uh, which has an acronym. That's the only thing that he reads in it, uh, which is CHUD. It says CHUD. Which Wilson says stands for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. 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 <laughs> uh, in one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, AJ leaves the government building to go make a phone call when the 
a government guy tailing him just eats his quarter. Yeah, it's a power <laughs> move for sure. Like, you didn't have to do that, but he's doing it just to do it. It's so fucking funny. You just, all you can do is stare at him like, uh. <laughs> they were just staring at each other and you were like, what if they both kissed? <laughs> yeah, they, they, it is like a weird sexual tension like, hey. Uh, I just ate your quarter. Oh. Mm. <laughs> uh, Bosch and the government officials go to view a corpse of a creature, which they say is like a mutated human corpse. Um, Bosch wants to go down into the sewers with flamethrowers, but they're like, no, nah, you can't do that. But then he does it. Yeah, so the the next scene is they send down the NRC guys to, to the sewers to do a probe. And who do they find down there but Bosch's men armed with flamethrowers. Bosch wants a flamethrower. <laughs> the thing vibes. Uh, and there, this is like a weird, like, if this movie was shot, like in 2010 this would be like a whole found footage segment because they've got like the video camera they do have a little bit of it yeah, going on in there which is like following these guys as they like go around in the sewers um i kind of like that though no this is a great vibe yeah like the armed guys in like these full like hazmat suits basically like going around the, the sewers to like fight the the underground dwellers yeah this is like this is like straight out of aliens it is. The outfits that the nuclear guys have on is very alien-esque. Yeah. Um, they see something moving down the tunnel and get crazy radiation levels, and then they get attacked by a creature. So anyone who even, like, sees a chud probably has, like, some weird radiation diseases, right? Is what I'm asking. Probably. I mean, that's what they're wearing the suits for, though, right? But not everyone has a suit. Yeah, some people are just down there all the time. Some people... Are pregnant. It's not the chuds that uh that actually kill you. It's the it's chuds the cancer. That, <laughs> that it's kill. the chud cancer. Yeah. Um, the rest of the bigwigs pressure uh, Wilson, the NRC chief, to wipe the creatures out, and George and Lauren return home to find that his photographs have been stolen. Uh, AJ goes back to his soup kitchen. I can't tell if he's supposed to have been, like, beaten up by the government guy here because he doesn't, like, have any of his, like, evidence and photos with him anymore. I don't think his ass is cooking. Because, <laughs> because all I see on the counter is some carrots and pickles. Good eye. I'm just thinking, like, is there a scene here that we didn't see of, like, the, the guy who ate his quarter, like, beating him up and taking all of his shit? Yeah. Are they having sex? Are they having... Because he's met by... Bosh. Bosh. <laughs> Bosh and AJ. Uh, George meets up with Murphy because he assumes that he's the one who stole the pictures. Um, but he's like, no, they decide that they're going to go underground to investigate. Yeah, we're going to dwell. We're going to get a, we're gonna get a second uh, uh, buddy duo here. Not as good as Bosh no, and AJ. No, no. We're trying to chase that dream, though. Uh, Bosch explains uh, the, how the creatures work to AJ and that uh, Wilson wants to gas the underground tunnels, which they think could end up blowing up the whole city. Yeah, my first thought is like, is that going to kill the people down there? Yeah. Like, is that, that the implication as well? Well, they taught... They, because there's going to be a few scenes where, like, people go down to the underground tunnels, presumably to, like, find the homeless people and, like, get them out of there. But... Nobody ever, like, says explicitly, No one says like... that exactly, but that, that's my first thought, right? No, like, yeah. that's the first atrocity that's going to happen. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're just going to kill all these people. Yeah. Um, 
blowing up a New York block <laughs> isn't fun either, but that's the first thing I think of. Yeah. Uh, George and Murphy poke around the tunnels. Uh, we find out that Murphy has brought a gun with him, uh, but he quickly uh, gets chudded. Yeah. Uh, he just gets grabbed. Most We're people fun. in this movie... This is when the movie decides to start. Most people in this movie are just getting grabbed. Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't have a full suit. We just have the arms. <laughs> Uh, but George does manage to grab the discarded gun. Uh, AJ discovers that they're diverting the gas lines to flood the underground, and he tries to go down there, but he gets locked underground by the government guy. Uh, and also, like, uh, one of the homeless guys from earlier, Val, just falls off a ladder and dies. Yeah, it's very unceremonious. Yeah. Um... AJ heads for the homeless encampment, kind of like deep underground. I love the underground atmosphere down here in these fucking yeah, sewers. Yeah, they should be down there more for sure. Because it's spooky down there. Exactly. It's such a good set. The environment's pretty cool. I think it helps that like everyone's covered in this like sweat and grime all the time. Yeah, I think if this were more of a horror movie, if it were more about being scary, we would be down here more. We would be down here a ton, yeah. Uh, AJ attacks the attention of a crowd of chuds and has to run for it. He kind of does it on purpose a little bit. Uh, yeah, he makes like a big dumbass of himself. <laughs> um, Lauren is hanging out in the shared underground basement uh, location, just looking at stuff. Yeah, just for fun. <laughs> uh, and she finds a passage down to the sewers where she finds a dead dog is strung up. I think it's the dog from the beginning of the movie. Oh, the little dog from the beginning, yeah. 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 Bosch's dog. Speaking of Bosch, down at the docks, <laughs> Bosch discovers the corpse of his wife. And they're like, don't let him down there, it's his wife. <laughs> oh no, it's his wife, man. <laughs> like, that's not gonna help at all, saying, like, oh, it's his wife. Uh, he has a few drinks down at the local bar, and, like, has a reminiscing scene with two of the beat cops. The thing is, like, I don't really care about Bosch in this way. I mean... It's kind of rough finding your wife's head, though. I mean, they want to sell you this, this like, really um, tender moment that he's having where he's like, oh, she just, she was going to school and she was just studying all night, man. And she liked walking the dog at night. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, not a character. I like, know, like, it's trying really and hard. And even Bosch is like, you know, he's a shitty New York cop. Like, yeah, sure, like, he, he like, has his moment of, like, I'm gonna be the hero or whatever. But like, I don't know. <laughs> this is this is all a bit a bit much for me. I feel it. Um, Lauren calls the cops about the dog, and then takes the most contrived shower scene of all time. Yeah, I'll be waiting for you. I'm gonna ta- shower real quick though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calls the cops immediately. Takes a shower. Um, a like chud is creeping in from the basement. Uh, the drain clogs, so she uses a hanger to try and unclog it. This doesn't work, by the way. No, no, you need, like, a special thingy. I tried to do this. It doesn't work. Uh, and blood, like, sprays up out of the drain. Now, what is this? Is there a chud (laughs) in her drain and she poked it a little too hard? Um, in another of my favorite scenes from this movie, John Goodman. John Goodman's fucking in this movie, bro! As a cop, with another cop, walk into a diner and they order a cheeseburger and a Coke. Oh my god, he's so hot. <laughs> they uh, harass the waitress a little They're bit. Not a good guy in the movie, but no. he, he looks good. Um, the derelicts outside, uh, they encounter some chuds who come out of the sewers and surround the diner. 
that's they, all... they turn everybody into blood <laughs> yeah, at the this, end. That's, that's all we're going to see of John Goodman in this movie. I know, he's there for one second. This is one of his like first roles Yeah, he was ever. mostly doing TV before this, yeah. which, uh, yeah, I, th- I, I always just pop for him. It's like, oh, there he is! Oh, pointing Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. Yeah. A little bowl-cut kid plays with a ball outside the shared basement where the chuds are trying to get in. It's always balls, man. You don't play with balls around areas where you shouldn't be. I love this scene because, like, he, like, the ball, like, rolls over near the basement door and he, like, goes over slowly and picks it up and then his mom calls him back and then... He oh, com- he's, he's got to get his truck, too. Oh, but he forgot his truck. He so forgot he com- his fire so truck. He, so he comes over slowly to get his truck and then walks away. Kind of a cute kid. Terrible no- haircut. <laughs> Nothing happens in this scene, but it's it's a, no. cute, it's a cute little gag with the kid. Uh, uh, cops surround the diner, which is uh, full of blood now. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, they got turned into blood. Um, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna blow up the the sewers for real this time." <laughs> actually, though, <laughs> actually, we're gonna really uh, blow up the we're sewers. We're really gonna do it this time. Uh, George wanders around the uh, underground uh, into the homeless encampment from earlier where he finds that everyone's been mutilated. Yeah, there's some kind of nasty gore effects here that are pretty good. Yeah. Um, he shoots and kills a, like... He's like a half-chud. A, like, half-chud Victor who is, like, like transforming or something. Yeah, he's, like, mid-chudification. Yeah. Uh, and he gets attacked by Mrs. M, uh, but is saved by AJ. Uh, this is unfortunately going to be her, like, exit from the movie. Yeah. I was like, what happened with her? Are we going to, like, save her? No. (laughs) (laughs) She just gets left out there. Yeah. Um, Bosch arrives at the diner. Uh, he threatens Wilson, but is held back by everyone. He's like, you got my wife killed, man! Uh, the bigwigs give, like, a pat media address where they admit to no wrongdoing, or even that there's, like, any problem at all, as they plan to blow up the New York sewers. Hey, this movie very well conveys, like, heinous people (laughs) letting people die in New York City. It is the bureaucracy. It is Um, what happens. Lauren is uh, menaced by a chud and barricades herself into the apartment. It's a... She barricades herself too much. What is it with barricade scenes in horror movies where they go on for way too, too long? long? You're thinking of Friday the 13th specifically. I am. They're also always shot really weird. Like, yeah. this one is, like, really, like, up close and, like, handheld with her. Um, there's, like, this weird kind of funky backing music to it. Yeah. Um, See, I, if, if the bookcase and the drawer and the file cabinet isn't going to work, what is the table going to add, you know? <laughs> what is the single chair going to yeah, do? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, George and AJ are trapped in the underground as the cops are sealing it off in preparation for the gassing. Uh, and back at the apartment, the cops arrive, but are attacked by chuds. Yeah, they, they're just they're just eaten by chuds. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're eaten by the hands, they're, they're eaten, like, off screen, pretty much. Uh... George and AJ discover years worth of toxic waste that's been dumped into the sewers, and it's labeled Chud. Now, what does that stand for? Dent and huh? Huh? We don't know yet. Oh. We'll find out. <gasps> a little bit later. Oh. <laughs> because I thought it stand for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers, but. Why is all this toxic waste labeled that? 
makes you makes you wonder what's going on in this bureaucracy political drama. Because it's dwelling underground. <laughs> Uh, the bigwigs start to uh, gas the sewers as AJ and George find the uh, mutilated uh, guys from earlier with the flamethrowers. Now, this upsets John Hurd more than the gore he saw before. Yeah, more than the other dead bodies. He's like, no! <laughs> I didn't know these guys. Um, they like pick up the video camera and try to call the, the control center, but the video guy there who's manning it is he's all sweepy. He's got his headphones <laughs> in. Uh, but they do manage to call him and they ask for Bosch. Get me, Bosch. Bosch. Uh, Lauren calls for help from her window as the chuds break down the door. This thing looks, um, <laughs> bade. Listen, I, I kind of like the eye effect that they go for. I think it's reflective paint specifically. I think the eye effect is cool in the way that it, um, it evokes a certain, like, older era of monster movie like it's oh, very yeah i know what you mean it's very like creature of the black lagoon yeah sort of feeling to it um but the overall like work that is done is just not good i mean the, their heads are kind of a little too round for my liking <laughs> i understand when like you have just kind of a bad suit and you don't want to show it on camera too much they are trying their fucking <laughs> best not to show you any of this the whole time. Except the hands, though. We like the hands. <laughs> they do like the hands. We're like, we did a good job on the hands. Go for that. Uh, Lauren hides from one of the chuds and eventually makes her stand with one of the souvenir swords they just have conspicuously hanging on the wall. It's a real sword, though. It can cut. It will kill. Chekhov's uh, fancy antique scimitar. <laughs> they didn't really point it out, though. It's just kind of there. It's just there. Uh, she cuts the chud's head off. Oh, it does like a cool effect, though, where it's With like the... neck stretches out. Like, I yeah. didn't know it could do that. It's not going to do that anymore. <laughs> but it did it that one time, and I liked it. And then I like immediately after, because the head tries to like bite her ankle yeah. for a little bit before it dies. It does. It bites her. <laughs> um, that can't be good for the baby. The radiation. Uh, Bosch calls AJ and George through the uh, videographer's headset and tries to lead them to safety as they let him know about the toxic waste secrets. Uh, Lauren escapes the apartment and steals an abandoned cop car. Yeah, that's yours now. Yeah. Uh, and Bosch tries to free George and AJ, um, but Wilson, the fucking NRC guy, keeps protesting and, and he tells him that, uh, uh, Bosch is like, hey, listen, I know it should really stands for which is contamination hazard urban disposal a program that dumps a bunch of toxic waste under uh new york city cannabinoid hazard urban <laughs> disposal that's me smoking weed in my my apartment <laughs> and bosh is like you're just nothing but a fucking garbage man <laughs> and if you get in my way i'll spill the whole story to the news um so Wilson uh, threatens him with a gun. It's a tiny little chode gun. It yeah. is laughable how little this gun is. Uh, which Bosch just easily kind of like pushes out of the way and He's knocks like, him hey, out. He's like, hey, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lauren arrives at the scene as Bosch tries desperately to free George and AJ, but he gets shot behind by Wilson, uh, who tries to run George and AJ over with a truck. With a big ice cream truck. Um, I don't know if it's an ice cream truck, but it looks like an ice cream <laughs> truck. 
Uh, AJ, with the pistol they got earlier, manages to shoot him through the glass window, and the truck, uh, like, the tire rolls down into the sewer and explodes. It is a big (laughs) fuck-off explosion, which is amazing. They say in, like, one throwaway line earlier that, like, hey, watch the bottom of these trucks, because, like, they're... They're rigged to explode (laughs) if you hit the bottom of them. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Um, a wounded or maybe dying Bosch says, nice shot. <laughs> I think he's going to be okay. Uh, and George and Lauren kiss and embrace, uh, and the music swells and we roll credits. That's Chud. That's Chud, baby. I find it very enjoyable. I had a good time. I had a good time with it. I had a good time. The thing is, um. I already knew what the movie was going to be like, but I like the Chud part too. They're separate movies. They are separate movies. Like, the creature feature stuff, like, it does tie into what they're doing. It, this is a movie that's, like, lives in kind of a similar space to, like, They Live for me. Where it's, like... I feel it. Okay, there's, like, some social commentary going on here. Most of the, like, actual drama is about, like, the characters that are acted pretty well bouncing off of each other. And then there's this, like kind of ancillary fantastical uh creature thing going on over here that is like uh kind of makes you go what that's yeah. weird um yeah like this is the definition of a cult movie for me like yeah. you can't say it's good like you can't recommend it to like the average person and expect them to get it but the people it hits with it's gonna hit with yeah 100 percent um They're i just gonna think like it. i just think that the characters end up being really endearing and charming in a way that I think there are parts of it that are really charming I like I like some a lot of aspects of it and how kind of earnest it is like I said yeah like like Daniel Stern doing his like hippie screed is just great he's the best part he's my favorite character yeah and my favorite actor in the whole thing every time he's on screen and I'm like hell yeah, yeah this rules um you know, I think John Hurd's character as the photographer as like the quote unquote protagonist is a little I don't weird. know if he is. It's kind of like a, a split point of view between like the, the two characters, right? He, he's mostly in it just to like have this romance story going on. I don't... Um, that, that character doesn't really do anything for me, but I think he does a good job at playing I think, him. I think he gives like a kind of like compelling and interesting performance. Like at multiple times, I am like totally disgusted by him and like... <laughs> Oh, but he's also charming. Oh, sometimes. but he's also like a charming guy. Yeah. And it's kind of John. John Hurd has like the kind of presence where you kind of buy that range from him. If that and makes it sense, it helps that he's a little bit handsome and his clothes are weird. Yes, like he's he's kind of like a guy you believe would exist in the world. A hundred percent. But also, like when he's being a shithead, you're like, oh, I could see this guy being a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he's believable as both, and I think that's like a pretty like nice performance for the movie to have, basically. So, yeah, and, you know, even just little shit like, oh, here's John Goodman for one scene, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's fun, always, um, you know? It's just got lots of, like, fun little little bits like that, and yeah. it ends up being, yeah, really charming, even if it is, you know, it has limitations, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, like, it, it's not something, I don't think it, like, I don't think the limitations sink the movie for me, really, because yeah. it's really not what the movie is about at the end of the day. Like, yeah, there's this creature stuff going on to like get people to go see it but like it's really yeah it's this weird kind of political cop drama yeah (laughs) um which you know if that's not 
the cop stuff in it is like not even that like big of the forefront either. So not really. It's more like kind of telling the narrative of the big like cover up conspiracy stuff. You know, just like from that like, perspective, it, it's a vehicle yeah. to like kind of give you that stuff. Yeah, and I think you know it does want uh, Bosch's character to be like this heroic guy, right? Like he gets the cool one liner at the end. Um, I don't think it's the fault of the performance, but it's definitely kind of like the weaker character to me. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, it's funny. Like, the fact that everyone's going, Bosh, Bosh, Everyone says his name way too much. Sorry, Bosh. Look, Bosh. Now, Bosh. This is Bosh. Bosh. Come on, Bosh. 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 This is Bosh. Yeah, Bosh. 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 Is, is, like, fun and stupid. That's funny. It's fun to have a count going, you know? You need to have, like, a straight man in the movie, too. Like, kind of a wet blanket character in the movie who, like, isn't um really there to like chew up the scenery all the time um i think that makes like um uh stern's performance like shine like even more because they have that kind of oh i agree that like buddy duo situation where you've got like the the funny man straight guy sort of dynamic going on that's why the reality show is gonna work it's gonna work this is why people make buddy cop shows yeah yeah their sitcom is gonna be a hit that's right um so yeah that's that's Chud. I, I like it and i am at peace with it i coexist with it in a way that is beneficial to both of us i dwell with it i dwell with it let's get to scores <laughs> let's get to let's get to numbers <laughs> let's talk numbers let's talk <laughs> let's talk numbers you just shoved up your invisible glasses that you don't have just for the record i, I do that sometimes as a joke i have real ones. you have real ones so it doesn't work i don't really do it like that though <laughs> all right let's start, let's start off with maybe the weakness for this movie the spookiness oh no no this is not rating. gonna reflect well on it how good are these scares and the vibes opal what would you give it it's a one it's so laughable to see these big rubber hands coming out of right, the sewer I, i'm gonna quibble with you yeah i think it's a two okay and hear me out i'll hear you out this is not a scary film no not one bit it's not fucking scary at all no. however the kind of setting and the vibes of the New York underground, like, sewers, I think that is points here a little bit. And also, like, while the creatures look bad, I do think they have a little bit of, like, charm to them. Yeah, I could see that. I guess uh, my point of view is that stuff isn't really in the movie as much as you would want sure. it to be. Like, I think the scary to, version like, of this movie... To, like, my score. The scary version of this movie, like, hones in on those Utilizes things. what it's got a little bit. Yeah, I think this movie really doesn't use that particularly well. Um, like, none of the creature shots are shot with anything that's, like, really interesting because they have to all be close-ups of the hands and the or head. the head. Yeah. Um, but I think it saves it from being a one for me, so I, th- I think I give it a two. Just, you know, I think it has a little bit of charm and vibes to it. Maybe it's something that they could deliver more on in the sequel, Chud 2, Bud the Chud. That's a great point. I haven't seen that one. Me, me neither. Uh, but um, next category, watchability. How easy is it to throw this movie on and have a good time? I have two minds about this because I kind of like a weird political drama a little bit. I with see, like weird monsters in the background. I see the point that you're making But here. I see people who could not stand that. Like... I definitely think there is a way you can watch this movie and go, God, shut up. Give me the fucking monsters already. I think I think this gets a point, though, if you make a drinking game out of it. 
If you take a shot every time they say Bosch, every time you say, every time you see weird rubber hands, you will die. You will die. I think you'll die. (laughs) That's too many. But that could be really fun. We counted, they say Bosch 38 times? Yeah. That's a lot. That's my count. (laughs) Uh, But if you really want to get into it, that's a four. So my watchability, my watchability, I think it's a four. Because Cause I, I think it's good. I, I'll watch it all day. My, my watchabilities are four. I think the things that keep it from being like a super watchable movie are that, yes, um, I don't think it maybe marries and takes advantage of that creature feature aspect of it. I think at yeah, times I, it does get a little mired. My, in the, my four comes with the caveat. Yeah. You're not going to see chuds. <laughs> you but, have to be at peace with that. But like, is this kind of like low speed crime drama with like some weird goofy stuff going on with some good performances like i'm in like exactly you could throw this movie on for me anytime and i would not have a bad time yeah you know it's just it's pretty watchable um yeah i think we're in agreement yeah Uh, and then last up is the vincent price vamp rating the campiness and overall performances opal what would you give it I think this is a three for me. I really like the performances in it from like the main cast, all things considered. I might even give this a four. Yeah. I think the performances are really good. Yeah. Uh, even the characters that like aren't really my cup of tea, I find things to be interested in. Sure, sure. Um, and John the cam- Goodman is in it and the cam- for one second, and then he's torn apart by Chuds. And you can't tell me the campiness isn't isn't there. There's some camp. It's factor absolutely going there. On. Um, we haven't talked about it like a ton but like i think like the use of the homeless characters is a little underexplored but i do feel like there's a certain care there so it's hard for me to give it like to give it points or take away points if right, that makes sense right i know what you're saying it's kind of like well you know none of these people are really people they're more kind of like objects for the plot to bounce off of and yeah, to characterize yeah, these other people yeah i think that's people. to its detriment i think they could be more characters potentially but in I, all the i do think it has like a real sympathy for the plight of these people and the ways in which it, this is not their fault uh, yeah, you know yeah i get that um but yeah they mostly exist to get like mangled um yeah. and that's just like kind of tough so i do think that takes away from the movie's charisma a, a tick um, but I, st- I still think there's a lot there. I still think it's a really fun movie. Um, it's just one of those things where like, if, if you sit and really kind of like think about some of the stuff that they're putting on screen, it can kind of bum you out a little bit. So yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. But I, so, I still, I still like four for yeah, vamp rating. I think yeah, the performances okay. are fun and the, the camp factor is definitely there. Yeah. So it is an eight for me and a 10 for you. Which I is a so. huge discrepancy in our world. But huge. I, I don't even feel like we feel that differently <laughs> about the movie. It's just like how we decide to distribute numbers in a fun way. I mean, I think that's the fun of the rating system. I know. It doesn't make sense. Listen, it's the arbitrary. less you think about it, the more fun you're going to have. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, like, at the end of the day, we're not really coming here like there's a true number no. and we're communicating that to you we have like a feeling it's not a solid system and we kind of try and match it to the to a number it's more vibes here like i'm gonna throw out some arbitrary numbers right now seven ten thirteen five one three hundred forty two eleven <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's our score 
And that's our feelings. Chud, it's a good time. Cannibalistic humanoid, humanoid underground, underground dwellers. dwellers. I did it! Holy shit! So proud of you. Ah. Alright, well, I think that means that it's time for the sack. Uh, bring me the movie sack. Let me shake it up a little bit. Let me let me get the shake flavor all up in there. Get the flavor powder all over these <laughs> buddies. Okay, this is the movie sack segment. This is the part of the show where Opal, you put names of movies in a sack. I pull them. They're out. real movies. They're real movies in a real sack. Yeah. I pull out a slip of paper and we choose at random. That's how we decide what we're gonna watch we got- every week. Listen, I got some good ones in there. Maybe some people might not think they're good, but I think they're good. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's see which one this one is. We got Wishmaster. I haven't seen this movie. I haven't seen it either. Um, I'm like, this is about Jin. 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 Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to Wishmaster. This is a this is an '80s classic, right? It is a... 97? Yeah. Wow. Okay, this is Robert Kurtzman. Uh, okay. This is about wishes, motherfucker. We got Angus Scrim playing the narrator. Let's fucking go. Robert Englund is in this movie? Hell yeah. Let's go. I think it'll be a good time. I think it'll be a good time. This is the. I don't know if it'll be good, but it'll be a good time. This is the Wes Craven produced film... Wishmaster. Wishmaster. The djinn have been releasing. Is that what the description says? <laughs> the djinn have been releasing? Alright, join us next week for uh, some wishes. Let's make some wishes. What What do you wish for? I wish for no arbitrary rules lawyering in the wish system. Oh, I don't think you're going to get I wish, wish for a more equitable distribution of wishes. I don't know if you're going to get your wish. Uh, Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, You can find my links at opal.card.co and you can find the Scary Pair Twitter at, guess what, Scary Pair. That's right. And where can they find your stuff? You can find my underground dwelling um, at putrid underscore imp on Twitter. Uh, I also have another podcast at Level With You Pod, a World of Warcraft classic podcast. It's uh, classic. It's classic. It's about video games. We're, we're tickling the ivories. You know, classic. Classical. Yeah. <laughs> classical podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Classical podcasting. If you liked uh, Scary Pair, uh, I don't know, tell, tell your friends about it, I guess. We tell l- your mom about it. I want to know Ooh, what she says. I, I want to know what anyone's mom thinks of our podcast. If anyone can make this happen for us. Tell us what she thinks. <laughs> I need more mom opinions. I want to hear a mom opinion. She's probably going to say I say fuck too much. If you are a mom and you're listening. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's going to do it. Uh, thank you all for listening to Chud. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Yeah, not the um, slur against um, Eastern European people. You're trying to start a whole conversation right now. <laughs> you're not. You're not up for it right now.
I think they'll be okay. I think that, you know what? I think they'll be fine. I'm going to be so bold as to say, I think they'll be fine. You're so bold and brave and a, <laughs> and a wonderful firebrand. Hurry, let's stop the podcast. <laughs> stop, stop the podcast. Stop. Stop. Stop, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh, God.